Um, anyway, wait, what is that? Wait, what is that noise, by the way? Toby's jingling. I'm trying to take his tag off. Oh, I thought it was a reindeer. <laughs> jingling is very of the season. I say keep the jingling going. Hello and welcome to this holiday edition of the 538 Politics Podcast. I'm Galen Drake. And if everything is going according to plan, this podcast is airing on December 27th, although it was recorded a little bit earlier as many of us are off this week. So here's hoping that the news cycle is relatively calm and everyone is getting a chance to spend time with family, take time off from work, or at least relax a little bit. It's been another wild year, and I'll say that I hope future me is nowhere near a computer right now. I'll also say this is our last podcast of 2021, and so today we're going to take a look back at the year in data and hopefully have a little fun doing it. We're going to play Guess What Americans Think 2021 edition. That means I am going to cite a question that was put to Americans in a poll or survey this year, and our panelists are going to have to guess how they responded. And those panelists are managing editor Micah Cohen. Hey, Micah. Hey, Galen. I do have a Christmas hat here, coincidentally. Should I wear it for the podcast? I mean, I'm wearing my my green <laughs> shirt, my Christmas attire. Put it on. Okay, we're doing this. We are driving traffic to YouTube as we speak. Micah, you look amazing. That genuinely was not planned. I had the Christmas hat for a for a meeting we had with ABC, which was festive. <laughs> Also here with us is politics reporter Alex Samuels. Hey, Alex, how's it going? Hey, Galen. Doing well. Glad to hear. And also here with us is senior writer Amelia Thompson-DeVoe. Hey, Amelia. Hey, Galen. How's it going? What's future you up to? What are you doing on December 27th? Future me, I hope, is in Oakland, California, hanging with my in-laws and enjoying, I hope, slightly warmer weather. I hear it's been raining a lot, which I know is good for the state of California, but would be a little sad for me personally. Micah and Alex, what are what's future you up to? I think my booster is December 27th when this is airing. So I will be boosted and probably on my couch. All in right. a few weeks. And then getting ready to go out into the world and be antibody full. Right, right before New Year's Eve. I love that. Future me will be sending Alex feel better vibes. I'm actually visiting my in-laws right now. So on December 27th, I will be back in New York enjoying a New York Christmas and maybe visiting my family. Oh, that's nice. I'm hoping that future me is, I don't know, skiing or something like that. I'm going to be upstate in upstate New York, and it'll be pretty cold, so I'm hoping there's enough snow that the ski slopes are open. I should also mention that, so today is December 27th, in theory. Next Monday is also a company holiday, so the podcast is going to come out on Tuesday of next week, so that's Tuesday, January 4th, instead of that Monday. Um, But we will be back and live. It won't be a pre-recorded episode, and we'll be talking about whatever the news is that day. But for now, let's focus on our game, Guess What Americans Think. So essentially, whoever gets closest to the percentage in the poll response wins. There are no prices right rules, so you can go over if you like. And we're gonna rotate through the panelists since there's an advantage to going last, of course. So is everyone clear on the rules? I think so. Yes. Yeah. But if I lose, I will challenge their validity. 
Yeah, is there an appeal? <laughs> uh, I mean, you can you can try. We'll see how far you make it. Can I say that Americans were wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I guess, let me rephrase. Can I get points for convincing all of you that Americans were wrong and I am right? Uh, probably not. This is a democracy and Americans <laughs> have the final say. <laughs> this is, this is sad already, Galen. I don't know about this. I should say, not only did I encourage you all to wear festive attire, which some of you did, I also told you in advance that you were allowed to drink during this podcast episode. So before we get going, cheers, everyone. I know a few of you have some alcoholic beverages. Let's make this a fun one. <laughs> I do not, to be very clear. Micah is the only one who does not. But you have the Santa hat, so... All of that quirkiness is Micah's own personality. (laughs) Yeah, if I say something really stupid, I do not have a built-in excuse that I was drinking. So the theme for this game is 2021 in data. We're going to look at some of the biggest political issues of the year, some things that happened in the culture. We'll also get at some polling on the holidays. For example, what do Americans think about fake Christmas trees? or what their favorite holiday movie is, stick around and we will find out. So the first theme, of course, is COVID. How could it be anything else? You know, we've been living through this pandemic for nearly two years and Americans have had a lot of thoughts about it. So the first question, Gallup has been tracking how Americans feel about the pandemic nearly since it began. In June of this year, a record high number of Americans said the situation with coronavirus was getting better. What percentage of Americans said the situation was getting better in June? Amelia, kick us off. So I just want to say I was on maternity leave in June and I was not reading the news. So I'll just have that as my excuse before (laughs) I throw out (laughs) this response. Um, I will say 60%. All right, Micah? That was in the neighborhood I was going to guess. I'll, I'll say 66%. And Alex? Um, I'll go with 54. 54%. All right, Micah, you got it. It is 89%. 89% of Americans said that the situation was getting better in June. Man, people I, were optimistic. So- that's rough. Damn. Yeah, much higher than I thought. I thought there would be a, a kind of solid base who would refuse to say that just because Biden was president. But it also cuts the other way, right? Because there has been more of a tendency to say like, hey, you know, the pandemic is fading. We should get back to normal life amongst Republicans. So I guess it's a little complicated. True. But yeah, almost 90% of Americans in June said the situation was getting better. What is it now, Galen? The latest polling is from September, and I'm not going to tell you what it was yet because I have a follow-up question on this. So, so far, one point for Micah. Next question, we'll be starting with Micah. Concerns about the Delta variant hit later in the summer. So we talked about where confidence was in, in June. In August, what percentage of Americans said the situation with coronavirus was getting better? 89% in June. What percent said that in August? Oh, God. This whole year, the, like, timeline is so muddled in my mind of, like, when Delta first came on the scene versus when it became a kind of widespread cause for concern. In August, you said? Can I ask Mm -hmm. when in August the poll was conducted? 
Oh boy, you really, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we should set this precedent for clarification. Okay, I won't ask. I won't ask. Don't answer that question. I will say that that number was probably down to 52%. All right, Alex? I'm going to go with 65. 65, okay. That's a good guess. Amelia? This is so hard. I just, I don't remember what was happening with COVID in August, really. I told you, it was Delta. It was Delta, right. But Delta, like when in Delta? When did people, because didn't, anyway, it's, we don't need to rehash the whole trajectory of the pandemic. <laughs> I think you guys are overthinking um, these questions. <laughs> I told you, Alex, I'm very competitive. It's and supposed I have to be fun. And I lost to Micah once. Um, competition can be fun. I know no one's ever going to play a board game with me now. All right. Um, I'm feeling pressure to be swift. I will split the difference and I will say 59%. Micah, you got your second point but you were still off massively. The answer was 15%. So, oh my gosh. Measure that difference. 89% of Americans said that the situation with COVID was getting better in June. 15% of Americans said it was getting better by August. So can I just say in in our defense, well, in my defense, I don't know if this applies to you, Amelia, and you, Alex, but I'm so used to looking at polling on political questions. Yeah, it doesn't change. Yeah, which don't change, which are you kind of tend to fall within really narrow bands for each question. That a change like this, that that is really amazing. From nearly 90 down to what was it, 15%? Mm-hmm. Man, wow. that's so sad. Also, I feel like people were out and about this summer. Like if there was concern about COVID, they weren't really showing it. Totally true. I think there were still plenty of people enjoying their summer, let's put it that way. It's also directional, right? Do you think things are getting better? Do you think things are getting worse? So it's a little more complicated, but I think this also, you know, that gap, when I saw this in the polling data, I thought, well, you know, no wonder that things in some ways started to fall apart for Biden in August. Yeah, I mean, it also seems like that level of optimism in, what was it, June? I feel like I I should have guessed a lower number for August because that's such a high, people were so optimistic at that moment. And then we continued to be living in a pandemic. Um, And so I guess I understand why, given that people really thought things were on the upswing and then it turned out that, you know, like, no, we don't actually have all this figured out. And this kind of re-emerging of variants like might just be our reality for a while. I could see why there might have been an abrupt shift later in the summer when that kind of came home to people. And I remember, you know, the Biden administration wasn't too shy about kind of leaning into that optimism. There were a couple moments that I remember thinking, this feels a little mission accomplished E if people get that reference. So Bush 2003. Bush, yeah, yeah, not that long ago. Now, I didn't anticipate the kind of how much things were reversed in, in terms of feeling like getting back to normal, but you can see how much how it hurt Biden. They were, I wouldn't say declaring victory, but kind of declaring victory. Yeah, that in, it was Independence Day, July 4th. Independence for the nation and independence from COVID was like the message, basically. But let's move on. We have a lot of polling to cover. So as of this month, Alex, you're gonna go first with this one. December 2021. What percentage of Americans view COVID-19 as a severe health risk in their community? Um, 
42%. All right. Amelia? Gonna say 25%. 25%. Micah? I will go with 34%. And Amelia, you got it. It is 23% of Americans. Ooh, so close. So close. It is a severe health risk. That was very close. I think I get double points for that because Michael was right on the last two, but he was very far off. But way off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would like to I would like to request a bonus on this one. Uh, request denied, but you know, I keep keep coming with the request. Keep and drinking we'll see. the wine, we'll Galen, and then you will you will start <laughs> accepting my request for point adjustments. <laughs> Okay, so the score right now is Micah to Amelia one. Alex, you're not on the scoreboard yet, but you know, Catching there's up. always the next question, which is, and for this one, we are back starting with Amelia. What percentage of Americans say they will not get a booster shot against COVID-19? I will say 20%. All right, Micah? I will say... 29%. All right, Alex? Um, 32%. Alex. Amelia, you got it again. <laughs> I'm going with my heart. I don't just want to throw it in between your answers. <laughs> I know, you're not really strategically choosing your numbers here. I mean, that didn't work for me when I did that. I'm going with what's in my heart and what I believe is right. I appreciate I that. absolutely support Alex's strategy. Yeah. <laughs> It means that going last is not as much of an advantage for you, but, you know, it's the holidays. It makes the game more fun. Fair enough. Wait, so what's the answer, Galen? The answer is 21%. It's 8% of Democrats and 33% of Republicans. So I have to say, I think this was getting passed around in our Slack earlier, or maybe I saw this somewhere, like a breakdown of just in general how many Democrats and Republicans were saying they would definitely get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. So I did back into that a little bit. Um, (laughs) Well, I didn't know the general population number, but... Yeah, I would like to request a point deduction (laughs) from Amelia Galen. (laughs) <laughs> Request also For denied. Being, like engaged with my job, Micah. <laughs> Should I not be doing my job? <laughs> Just uh, on today of all days, you know. All right, it is two, two, zero. We're going to move on to a new topic, which is events in the culture. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify. Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify, the global commerce platform that makes selling a breeze. Whether you're starting your online shop, opening your first physical store, or hitting a million orders, Shopify is your growth partner. Sell everywhere with Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. Turn browsers into buyers with Shopify's best converting checkout, 36% better than other platforms. Effortlessly sell more with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen. 
Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Start your success story today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash 538. That's the numbers, not the letters. Shopify.com slash 538. All right, we are moving on from COVID and we are talking about things that happened in the culture. And I will say this first one is a poll that our former intern, Emma Riley, and I were trying to work into this podcast somehow at different points during the year. And we were never able to really make it fit as a good use or bad use of polling. So I'm so happy that we can finally talk about it in this final episode of 2021. Here's the question. And we're starting with you, Micah. After almost 14 years, Britney Spears' conservatorship came to an end on November 12th of this year. In June, YouGov asked Americans whether they supported terminating her conservatorship. What percentage of Americans thought it should end? That's a hard question. I'm just going to say the number that popped right into my head, which is 77%. All right. Going with your heart. Alex? 89%. 89%. All right. And Amelia? I think there are more anti-Britney people out there than apparently Micah and Alex do. I'm going to say 60%. 60%. Amelia, you got it again. (laughs) It is 65%. Who's anti-Britney out there? It's a little complicated. There are a lot of anti-Britney people. I mean, I don't like, I don't support or condone that attitude, but it's it's real <laughs> and it's out there. Okay, so actually, you are right numerically, but the spirit of your answer is a little bit wrong. There really aren't I thought that it was many. Don't know. Yes, exactly. Oh, it was don't knows. All right. Only ten percent of Americans were opposed in this poll, and the remainder, the twenty-five percent, said they didn't know. That's more honest about the don't knows than I would have expected, actually. Because people, you know, usually they'll just kind of say yes or no in polls like this. So I thought it would be more of a, I don't know, barometer of people's feelings about Britney than I guess it was. I think a lot of people honestly don't have feelings about Britney. I don't have particular feelings about Britney. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, yeah, I guess like maybe people who are younger than me don't have feelings about Britney. But Micah, weren't you, you were a teenager in the 90s, right? Sure. Um, I wouldn't say I was the most culturally engaged teenager. Let's put it that Neither way. Neither was I. I was a huge dweeb. I also think there's something weird going on where younger people are more engaged with the Britney story than than older people. More in like this sweet spot of non-engagement, Amelia. Except I'm the one who got the question right. So. I mean, there is that detail. Yes. <laughs> Alex, what do you think? You know, I don't have strong, strong thoughts on this. I'm just surprised it's not higher. Like, who wants her to be in a conservatorship? Like, how does it affect you? I don't understand why people would be like, yes, that sounds like a good option for someone I don't know. But I don't know. Maybe I think the best of this world. I shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is not super cynical yet. I know. I was going to say, this is making me feel, like, very grizzled. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Very ornery. Okay, so first of all, only 71% of Americans in this poll said that they had been following her testimony and what had been going on. 
So there's a good amount of people who just who truly do not know 29% and 25% said they didn't know. So I feel like the 10% who are like, no, absolutely not. That's maybe a little weird, especially if you're not all that familiar with the situation. But saying I don't know, I think is an acceptable position to take, especially when you have no idea. Like, I mean, how many people even know what a conservative, I did not know what a conservatorship was before Britney Spears's experience, personally. All right, so the current score is three, Amelia, two, Micah, zero. Alex, we got to get you on the scoreboard. Okay, Alex, we are starting with you. What percentage of Americans agreed with Time's choice of Elon Musk for person of the year? That's a tough one. And I will give you a small hint here, which is that there were a decent number of people who just weren't sure. Um, 12%. 12%. All right, Amelia? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just don't know who Elon Musk is. I mean, that's maybe that's different now. Um, agreed. I will say 9%. 9%. All right, Micah? I mean, I hate to price is right you, Alex, but I'm going to price is right you. 13%. (laughs) Someone wasn't going with their heart, but that was the strategic move. And Micah, you get the point. So 29% of Americans agreed with Time's choice. What? Of Elon Musk. For person of the year. That's outrageous. That's really surprising. How many people said they didn't know? So it was 29% agreed, 33% disagreed, and 38% weren't sure. See, this is why reading and interpreting polling is a tricky business. The idea that two-thirds of Americans have an opinion of any conviction about Time's Person of the Year, I just do not buy. That is silly. Yeah. Did they ask if people know who Elon Musk is? Probably. Do you know what Time Magazine is? I mean, is? I, feel like, I feel like Elon Musk is one of those people where you have heard his name, but you are, like, not entirely sure what he does or why he is famous, except for sort of, like, doing ridiculous things. Am I being unfair to Elon Musk? Who's to say? Who's to say, you know? What, what do we owe Elon Musk? Of Elon Musk? <laughs> what, what do we owe to Elon Musk? Maybe that's what we should debate. I'm looking yeah. at this poll and I I can't see where it says what percentage of Americans know who he is. However, they did ask, do you believe Elon Musk is a successful business person? So this gets at your question, Amelia. 62% of Americans said yes. Did they ask that before the Time Magazine question? That is a fantastic question, and there's almost no chance that they specify in here which question they put first. But you're right to ask that question. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I know. Enough I think Elon there are Musk. a lot of problems with this question. Bad use of mm, polling. But I should still get the point, <laughs> I think. I don't okay. think so. Okay. I think that <laughs> yeah. we cut out that question. I know. You know, Alex, when I was losing the last time I played this, I formed an alliance or I tried to form an alliance. Just saying, if you're interested in teaming up here against Amelia, I'm open. I'm open with my to zero team points. Wait, wait, how do you how do you form an alliance? You guys like try to gaslight me into into guessing the wrong answer. No, we combine our points. 
I'll combine my zero with your Is that all three or however many. You Although have. I would love to hear you guys try to gaslight Amelia. <laughs> I, I don't think allowed, uh, alliances are technically allowed, Amelia, but, you know, I can try just like you tried to get extra points. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I think all of these questions, as we get further into this and Galen has more of that wine, you know, we can just, we can keep going back and see if it gets a little more flexible. <laughs> all right, Amelia, we are starting with you for this one. A fan favorite poll that we looked at this year asked Americans what animals they think they could beat in a fight. So some of you may remember, if you paid attention to the podcast, this should be easy. But according to YouGov polling conducted in May of this year, what percentage of Americans said they think they could beat a rat in a fight? What does it mean to beat a rat in a fight? It's a great question. It was not specified in the poll. I literally don't know what that question is asking. <laughs> like, does it mean you could kill the rat? Does it mean I that think you could, like, stun the so. rat? Pin the rat. But it's like, my question of, like, if I physically could kill a rat is different than do I want to kill a rat? So this isn't the poll, though. You just have to guess how Americans responded. You don't have to give me your answer. <laughs> I know, but I'm, like, really questioning the substance of this poll, unless right, I get just it give me a number. Right. Um, I don't know, 90%. I think people think they're stronger than rats. 90%? Uh, Micah? Yeah, I'll go um, 92%. All right, Alex? I'm going to go with like 75%. Alex, like, you are on the scoreboard and... You really? did not even play with prices right rules yeah. or advantage. It was 72% of Americans. You oh, were not very, close, very close. I just went with my brain what? on that one. Because, like, I wouldn't want to fight a rat. I'd let him win. Like, why would I want to touch a rat? That's my logic. <laughs> That's my mind. Alex is like, I don't want to f***ing fight a rat to begin with. <laughs> That's my logic. No, no, no. Who wants to fight a rat? Like, with a rat. You could just walk away. Like, when is there a situation where you must fight a rat? Wait a second. I was assuming the hypothetical here is you have to fight the rat. Yeah. You don't have a choice in the matter. But yes. also, what kind of rat? Is this like a New York Rats get pretty big, rat? right? Or is this like a pet rat that, you know, is in like... It's the rat king. Okay, well, if it's the Rat King, then it's going to be lower than 72%, Caitlin, obviously. Yeah, I would also back a New York rat against, like, probably at least 45, 50% of the population. New York rats. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. They don't mess I, around. I could not. I don't think I could fight a New York rat. They're fast. So for some broader context here, Americans said they would be least likely to beat a grizzly bear in a fight only 6% said they could win against a grizzly bear. We also talked about this at the time, but YouGov polled British people separately on all the same animals that they polled Americans. And across the board, Britons were significantly less confident than Americans in winning fights against animals. <laughs> I think by less confident, you mean more realistic. The 6% who think they can beat a grizzly bear. Oh, no. Well... Also, the fact that only 72% think they could beat a rat. Like, come on. A person can beat a rat. Not if they bite. I yeah. stand by the question of what kind of rat it is. Because there are some city rats, man. They've seen some stuff I haven't seen. <laughs> or in New Orleans, there were, there were uh, I think they're called Nutria. 
I might be getting that wrong, but they're like dog-sized rats. rats. Mm. Yeah. All right. That is the conclusion of our culture round. The score is now So just three. to sum up the culture according to Galen. <laughs> three, one. Britney Spears, Elon Musk, rats. fighting rats. 2021 I mean, culture. You wrap it up, tie it with a bow. Galen Druk out. Variety Magazine, if you're hiring, I clearly have a brain for the pulse of the American <laughs> psyche. I think you got 2021. There is something that works about that for 2021. <laughs> Uh, okay, the score is 3-3 three, three to 1. And the next topic, a little less fun, is the economy. Okay, so who are we starting with now? We are starting with Micah. First question. According to the latest of Gallup's most important problem polling, what percentage of Americans said that economic issues are the nation's most important problem? And... To clarify here for the Gallup's most important problems polling, this is an open-ended question and Americans can respond as they wish. Oh, it's it's the open-ended version, so there's no multiple choice. There's no multiple choice, but economic issues is a bucket. Any economic issue that's mentioned, I see. they'll put it into that bucket of economic issues. Okay, like all joking aside, it really does depend when this poll was asked in 2021, right? Oh. It is in, I will tell you the exact month, it's the most recent time it was asked, which is November. Okay. I will say 59%. Alex? I feel like it's lower than that. Um, 23%. All right. Ooh. Alex. All right. Going with my heart. (laughs) My heart is thumping. (laughs) I am going to split the difference. I'm going to say 45%. Alex, you went with your heart and your heart prevailed. Oh. Oh what? my gosh, go Alex. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What is it? You said 23% and the answer is 24%. So wow. 24% of Americans said that economic issues are the nation's most important problem. Here's some context. That is more than double from 2019, but it is much lower than the peak in 2009 when 86% of Americans said that economic issues were the top problem facing the nation. So can you say what some of the other issues were? Because I'm just curious, like, what else are people prioritizing here? I'm crying foul on the bucketing here. I think, like, jobs is separate or something. Well, because jobs and the economy are often (laughs) separate on these polls, and it usually adds up to, like, at least 30%. Yeah. I think so. No. So I will tell you, obviously, the rest of the issues bucketed together are 74%. So the top one of those was government slash poor leadership, coronavirus, immigration, unifying the country, race relations, ethics, morality, religious family decline, and then environment. And by the time you get to this, it's like 4% of people saying mm. that. And now it's become competitive. There are a lot of follow-up questions. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, results. Thank um, you for pointing that out, wow, Alex. Alex. Clearly, uh, <laughs> we have some sore losers on the other side of this podcast. Didn't I say that I was going to be a sore loser <laughs> when I came into this? I think I'm pretty clear about that. I don't think um, that actually makes it better, Amelia. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, no one should be surprised or alarmed. Um, but actually, I do think this is interesting, though, about the open-ended form of the poll, because the way that these are usually structured, where people are just given multiple choice options, I 
don't think there's usually an option for the government is not doing its job. And it's interesting that when people are given the opportunity to put that as one of the problems facing the country, it seems like a fair amount do. I mean, what's the percentage on that, Galen? Uh, It was 21% who said that the main problem is the government slash poor leadership. So that's really interesting to me because I think when people think of issues, it's issues that people want, like, or for these polls, the issues that are usually addressed are the issues that the government is supposed to be tackling. And I think it's telling that when people can just answer this question for themselves, the government itself is the problem that a fairly significant chunk of them identify. Yes. But it is important to keep in mind here, too, that this is the exact same poll with the exact same format uh, administered in 2009. And in 2009, 86% of Americans said that economic issues were the top problem. So there is some history for like when things really get bad, opinion will converge on the economy. But that at least at this point, that hasn't happened. I think it's fair to say. All right. The score is 3-3-2. Moving on. Alex, we are starting with you. In a recent ABC News poll, 94% of Republicans disapproved of how President Biden was handling inflation. What percent of Democrats approved of his handling of the issue? Hmm. I will go with 68%. 68%? Amelia? I will say 52%. 52%? Micah? Yeah, I was going to go lower. I'll go 51%. 51%. All right, Amelia, you got it. It is 54%. What? Oh, wow. Your strategy, Micah. Democrats Backfired. approved of Biden's handling of inflation, which means that a good number of them do not approve. You know, it seems to be cutting through partisanship. Yeah, it's yeah, not great. It's pretty surprising. I mean, people are really unhappy about it. If there's anything to bring the country together, it is dislike of rising prices. We just had a really great piece, which you guys talked about on the podcast, Galen, by Santul, one of our editors here, about why inflation is just like so powerful politically. But yeah, it does. It's like splitting the Democratic Party right now and obviously unifying Republicans. Not a great position for the Biden administration to be in. All right. The score is now four, Amelia, three, Micah, and two, Alex. We are going to move on and talk about some political divides. But first... Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. A lot of the polling that we talked about this year on this podcast divided Americans along party lines in many ways, but some polls tried to offer different ideological typologies in the hopes of getting a more specific picture of the American electorate and public opinion. So that's what we're going to talk about here. In November, Pew came out with a new political typology to characterize the American electorate. According to that poll, the furthest right segment of the population 
was described as faith and flag conservatives. That is defined as intensely conservative in all realms. They are far more likely than all other typology groups to say government policies should support religious values and that compromise in politics is just selling out on what you believe in. What percentage of Americans were identified that way, according to Pew? Um, this, is, this is embarrassing because I, I read that report. Um, I am going to say 19%. 19%. Micah? So I, I read that report, too. I remember it was like, I think for the most part, smaller groups than that. Yeah, I don't know. I'll say, I'll say 10%. All right, Alex? I'll do the middle thing that you guys do. I feel like it's like 11 or 11 percent. I'll go with that. 11 or 12. 11.5. 11 or 12. Micah, (laughs) you got it right on the nail. So it is 10 percent of Americans Mm. were identified in this bucket, according to Pew. I do kind of remember. I remember that poll. You know, this sounds like the cheating you accused Amelia of. (laughs) It does. Thank you, Alex. The cheating that is called doing your job. Alex, I offered you an alliance, and this is the <laughs> repayment I get. So now the score is four, four, two. Let's add some context to that number quickly with the next question. And we are going to be starting with Micah. The furthest left segment of the population was described as the progressive left. That was defined as the only majority white non-Hispanic group of Democrats. They have very liberal views on virtually every issue and support far-reaching changes to address racial injustice and to expand the social safety net. According to Pew, what percentage of the population is the progressive left? So two things. I remember this being really small. I also am pretty sure we, we had a politics ideas meeting today, and I'm pretty sure someone in that meeting said the number which was 6%. <laughs> but I could be way off here. I think it's here. it right. <laughs> uh, Alex? <laughs> Can we I feel like Mike mess is cheating. Mike up Can I by still saying like... 6%? Like we all say 6% and then... Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Or we all get it wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that... I'm, I'm just trying to be honest here that I think someone in the meeting said this number. But they could have been wrong, too. Who knows? I feel like Micah should not get these two points. We don't have any rules about whether or not you can guess the same number, I guess. Oh, Galen. Should we all <laughs> guess Micah, Because he got the last one right. I trust his judgment. Yeah, should we all? Because it's like, the thing is, though, if we all guess the same number, Alex, then we take Micah down with us if we all get it wrong. Or I guess not really. I don't know. It's not a good strategy. I mean, I'm in last. I really have nothing to lose. Um I will trust Micah because he got the last one exactly right. Please don't let me down, Micah. <laughs> so I'll do 6% with you. Uh, Amelia? Now, the contrarian part of me is wanting to guess something different, but the strategic part of me is wanting to guess 6%. So this is difficult. Do you want to know who said the number in the meeting, Amelia? Both I of you were in the meeting. I don't remember so, someone saying this number. I don't um, For what it's worth, I don't remember someone saying this number either. I think it was Nathaniel oh, Rickett who said it. If the Nathaniel uh, said it, then I'm going to guess 6%. All right, 6%. Okay, okay, okay. It's, it's 6%. <laughs> <laughs> Let me slack Nathaniel. 
<laughs> I don't know. If, like, once you said Nathaniel, like if it had been me who said it, like, you know, like Amelia's just kind of talking about like Nathaniel, Nathaniel's always right with stuff like that. Okay. So now the score is what? I don't know. Five, five, three. That was fantastic. We got nowhere with that question. <laughs> Wait, did everybody, everybody got like a I point? I have tipped his hand. Everyone got a point. Yeah. I shouldn't have been honest about it. Yeah. You got to play the game better, Micah. That's your mistake, Micah. Very generous of you. <laughs> Very much in the holiday spirit. You know. If you hadn't told me it was Nathaniel, then I might have I might have guessed a different number just to be ornery. It's just a kind of wonderful, generous, honest person I am. Okay, so this is our last <laughs> serious question of this round, and then we're going to move on to the holidays. So... The question, and we are starting with Alex for this one. In an Associated Press poll in February, so just a month after the January 6th attack on the Capitol, what percentage of Americans said democracy is working well or very well? 32%. 32%. Amelia? I think it's higher than 32%. question is, do I think it's a majority? Um... I'll say 52%. Micah? That's so interesting because I was going to say the opposite. Because really? a month after the insurrection, people on the right think the election was stolen, falsely think the election is stolen. And people on the left are really c- concerned about the insurrection. So I'm going to say, you know, and I won't go totally prices right here. I'll say 27%. And you got it. But it is even lower than that. It is 16% wow. of Americans yeah. said democracy so is working well or extremely well. Of course, that oh. spans the political spectrum with a number that low. Nearly half of Americans, 45%, said that democracy isn't functioning properly, while 38% said it's working only somewhat. That's really interesting. I do have an update on the 6% pew controversy, which is only going to add to the controversy. According to our colleague Nathaniel Rakich, he did not say this in the meeting. Someone else did, and he suggested it was Galen who said it. <laughs> that is not true. That is not, that is just simply not true. I, I referenced that this survey was done in the politics meeting, but I did not say that it was 6%. Controversy. What is happening here? All right, well... We should do, Galen, do a spinoff podcast that is finding out who said this number in the politics meeting. A serial, sti- a serial style. Yeah, come back to us. <laughs> Today on the 538 Politics Podcast Meeting Podcast. <laughs> this is what America wants, I think. This is really where we should move the brand. So the score is now 5-6-2. Micah, you have really turned around I have from- three points. Three, 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 sorry. It is five, Alex. six, three. <laughs> I, my bad. Oh, man. Micah, you have really turned around from where you were the last time we played this game, which you were practically shut out. So congratulations. I was almost shut out, but I will say this controversy about the Pew number, which involves you and, and your attempt right there to shave a point off Alex's score I do have some questions about how this is being run, Galen. Are you challenging the integrity of this podcast? It's interesting that as the as the person in the lead, you are challenging the integrity well, of the process. That's one of the reasons I'm I'm wondering about the integrity of the game is I'm not good at these games. So how am I winning? <laughs> okay. So that's all of the serious topics we have. 
our final segment is about the holidays. And we're going to find out who has the most holiday-based knowledge of the group. Amelia, we're starting with you for this one. Of the Americans who plan to put up a Christmas tree, what percentage said it would be fake? So I have no idea. Um, I'm going to guess wildly. I will say, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. You got it. You got it. Just um, go for it. Passes. I know I have to guess. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to pass. I will not pass. Um, I just, I don't know. Cause like I, you know, I love a real tree, but they are messy. I'm going to say 65%. Oh, see, I think that's way off. I do wonder, things are getting snipey here at the end, huh? I do wonder, uh, sorry, Amelia, that was a little snipey. I do wonder how many people who do use fake trees would lie about it to the pollster. You think there's a stigma around fake trees? I do. I think there's a stigma. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, I'm like the last person who would know if there was a stigma, but uh, I'll say 22%. 22%. Really? We have 65%, what? 22%. <laughs> Alex? Oh, I'm going with my heart on this. Who? Why would you have a real tree? That just makes no sense. I. It has to be higher. I would say like 85% of people have fake trees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have many questions. Why would you get a real tree? You can't use it from year to year. You get one tree and you buy it. I, I mean, my house has always had a fake tree, so I just assume... It doesn't Everyone. smell good. The whole reason to get the tree is it makes the, the house smell good. But if you like cook or something, it'll, it'll smell like Christmas food. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is the answer, Galen? I, do, I, will, I will concede there are other ways to pleasantly scent your home, but I, I like the smell of pine. I'm really just enjoying this conversation. Maybe I'll never tell you the answer. I have never met anyone with a real tree. Like, really? It took me until to like get to college to meet people with a real tree. So I assume oh, not many people have real trees. Interesting cultural Aren't divide. they more expensive too? Oh, I don't know. They are expensive. Real trees are expensive. But they're real, Alex. They're real. What price can you put on authenticity? <laughs> you can put a price on it. Yeah. A big tree's like $50. Yeah. I know. This is America, Micah. <laughs> you can put a price on it. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I were going to get a tree, even though neither of us are Christian. This was actually before we got married. And... We went up to one of the tree vendors in New York and we were just going to pick out a little one. And it was like $65 for like a foot and a half tree. And we we're like, okay, we're not getting a tree. So you can put a price on it is, is the moral of that story. Yeah, trees are very expensive in New York City. And I have never had a real tree in my apartment in New York City. However, I'm on the real tree train when it comes to like childhood. However, that puts me in the minority of Americans. So 63% of Americans said that they would display a fake Christmas tree. So that means I got it right. You got it right, Amelia. Yes, you were very very close, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Bunch of phonies in this country, huh? (laughs) No, no, no. I totally get it. Look, look, I get it. Like, the real tree is really nice. It's a mess, though. It smells good. It looks good. It's a huge mess. And if you have pets, it's a disaster. Like your dog knocks it over, your cat climbs it, also small children. Like, I get it. But I think it's just objectively, I have to disagree with you, Alex, that like a real tree is aesthetically much nicer. So they asked Americans 
their logic for this. And you all mentioned price. That was the second most common reason that people were using artificial trees. The number one most common reason was it makes a mess. Real trees are messy and annoying. All right. So the score is six, six, three. Next question. We are starting with Micah for this one. What percentage of Americans said that All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey was their favorite holiday song? 100%. (laughs) And this is real deal scientific polling from the Associated Press in 2018. This goes back to to the start of this podcast, Amelia's point on what are the actual results versus what the results should be. Um, The results (laughs) should be 100%. What is the actual result? I will say, I still think it's high. I think it's like 64%. 64%. All right, Alex? Hmm. 80%? 80%. Wow. Amelia? It's a great song. And people, you don't think it's like, I mean, that's like the Christmas song. Yeah, it is. But people like Christmas carols, right? They do. Huh. I don't know. Do I think it's do I, they? their favorite holiday song. Do they? Wow. Um, I will say 55%. 55%. So this almost feels unfair because you guys were so wrong. I mean, so like none of you were even remotely, remotely close. It's really low. Yeah. It's 3% of Americans. Okay. You could. <laughs> Me. This was the gaslighting. This was it. <laughs> this was the gaslighting. That's this I don't trust it. this poll. Dude, I don't trust this, this poll either. This was their alliance, Galen. I, I, I call foul. I want to redo. Wait, I think you just got the point. You got you, the Amelia? point, Amelia. Yeah, what you I got the point. But like, I feel embarrassed that I got this so wrong, and I feel that it is Micah and Alex's fault. Wait, what was the top song? Okay, the top song. Do you guys want to guess, or should I just tell you? I really should have asked. Was this an open-ended question? Yes, it was an open-ended question. Oh. Ugh, that's not fair. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, Galen, it's Jingle Bells or something like you that. Have, you have to include the fact that it's an open-ended question. I would like to put forward a motion that this question be wiped from the books no. and it not counted. No. <laughs> you, the, I get the point, but I... <laughs> I object to the way that I was okay, but still embarrassing myself. Still, like you didn't even get the spirit of Americans' preferences right. Okay, what are they, Galen? Okay, so Americans' favorite holiday song, twelve percent said that this was their top choice. It was Silent Night, Christmas Carol, and that was followed by Jingle Bells at eight percent. Okay, I I rest my Silent Night is so depressing. It's okay. (laughs) <laughs> Why wouldn't you want Mariah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here I'm with I'm with Alex on this. I I think that if this question were multiple choice instead of open ended, and people were reminded of the uh, Mariah Carey song, it would have gotten near 100 percent support. And if they were played like a snippet of each song, play a little snippet of each. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I think this is just more evidence of the media being out of touch with (laughs) real America. (laughs) That's probably true. East Coast liberals are just, you know. Uh, Mariah Carey transcends. You would think so. And I'll say, as an all I want for Christmas is you, Stan and myself, I was very surprised when I saw the result of this poll. 
and it's also literally everywhere, right? When they when they do the Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Center, Mariah Carey is always there singing the song, whatever. But apparently, no, it's Silent Night. So, okay, this is the final question of today's 2021 in data. It's a final question of the final podcast of 2021. So it is now 763. So this is going to be worth 10, 10 points. 10 point question. No, I'm kidding. Wait, can it be worth like 15 points? <laughs> Alex, let's form an alliance. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alex and I are on a team now. So together we have nine points to Amelia's seven. And But this is going to be worth 10 points, so I can still win. <laughs> okay, deal. <laughs> I didn't agree to this. I'm just saying, <laughs> you, just, you know, there's, there's a path for me, even if Galen agrees to let you cheat. We are starting with... Alex for this one. Alex, what percentage of Americans said that Home Alone was their favorite holiday movie? And as you said, Micah, I will acknowledge for this poll, it was open-ended. Once again, I will close with going with my heart. I have never seen Home Alone. I don't plan to see Home Alone. So I will guess 9%. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Amelia? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to guess something pretty low, too. Um, I have seen Home Alone. I think I saw it last year for the first time. Terrifying movie. Um, I will say 5%. And Micah? I'm still a little stunned, actually, that Alex has never seen Home Alone. Not that I enjoy the movie, but Amelia guessed 5. Alex guessed 9. That puts me in a real pickle here. Um, I will guess (laughs) 4.5%. Um, Amelia, you got it. It is 6%. Oh, Oh my gosh. I feel like I set the stage, though, because I went first and I guessed a low number. Finger on the pulse of the American people. Luckily, Alex and I formed that alliance, and so the Micah-Alex partnership wins the game. (laughs) What? No. Do you want to take a crack at what Americans' favorite holiday movie was? Elf? So you guess Elf. Amelia, do you have a guess? It's a Wonderful Life. And Micah? I will guess... um, I just wonder a little bit, because there's so much, like, annoying debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Whether there's enough people in an open-ended question to make that the number one answer. But I won't say that. I'll call it classic, too, and I'll say a Christmas story. You guys are actually brilliant. I mean, the three of you together, those are three amazing responses. So Amelia, you got it. It's it's A Wonderful Life. But their second favorite movie is A Christmas Story, and their third favorite movie is Elf. So wow. you guys wow. really, really, really <laughs> nailed it. Great job. Can we become cultural critics now? I think that's where we need to go. Not only did we all get it, but we got it in the order that we also finished in this competition. We should go in the business together, guessing what Americans think. I thought we had an alliance, Micah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot. No, you're right. Alex. (laughs) The alliance so quickly forgot. I think it is safe to say with an answer like that, that you are all winners. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Except for the one who actually won, which is me. (laughs) Right. Right, Um, You know... I know. I'm also winning most obnoxious right now. No, winning is winning. Hey, lean into it, (laughs) Amelia. Details, details. All right. So that's a wrap on 2021. Anyone have any closing remarks as we 
end the year, I should say. It's actually December 15th, but hey. Good riddance. Really? No, I'm oh, kidding. I, I had this a- was a good year. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know. I had a baby, so I, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was good. Yeah, that, that counts as having a good year, Amelia. No, <laughs> 20, 2021 was a fine was a fine year in, in some ways. That's my parting remarks. 2021 was a fine (laughs) year in some ways. Happy holidays, everybody. (laughs) How does it go? Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Alex, what are your closing thoughts? I actually had a very good 2021. So I hope everyone else had a great year. And I look forward to, you know, hanging out with you guys again in 2022. Election year. Who's excited? Well, as Nathaniel Rakes would say, every year is an election year, Alex. So, but I was about to say, Alex's note was such a perfect note to end this year on. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, and then Amelia had to pull the. Actually, every year is an election year. <laughs> well, I quoted Nathaniel, so true. I hope Nathaniel, you're uh, listening. Maybe to this. even worse. That makes it maybe. No, I'm kidding. Okay, that was Aww. beautiful, Alex. We appreciate the sentiment. And I hope everyone did have a nice year. And of course, we will be back in the new year with more nerdiness and more actuallys. But that's it for now. Thank you, Micah, Alex, and Amelia. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. My name is Galen Druk. Tony Chow is in the virtual control room. Claire Bidigari Curtis is on audio editing. And Naomi Shaw is on video editing. God bless. This is not going to be an easy episode to edit. Emma Riley is our intern. Thanks to all of you. You can get in touch by emailing us at podcasts at 538.com. You can also, of course, tweet at us with any questions or comments. If you're a fan of the show, leave us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell someone about us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.